When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Let's go to Elva. Elva, good morning. You've two lads. Good morning. Hi, PJ. I do. So um, I have three children, the eldest of whom, Aideen, is neurotypical. Um, My two boys then, Oren, 10, and Killeen, 7, they're both autistic, and Killeen is also ADHD. Okay. A handful. It's a handful. Hello? Hello, it's a handful, Elva. It is a handful, yeah. No, you're right. It is. No, they're fantastic boys, um, but there is no support there for for them, you know. Oren was, I suppose, four when we seriously considered that there were issues at play we needed help with. Mm. Privately, we sought support um, through our GP, who's been you know, an excellent help to our family since the birth of my daughter, actually. Um, We went to play therapists privately and we went to a psychologist privately. And eventually my GP felt that his worsening mental health, age seven, was such that he should be referred to CAMS. Um, Eventually we were seen on a Zoom call by CAMS at the beginning of the pandemic. So, you know, we were very grateful to be seen. Mm. They mentioned he might be autistic. In my naivety, off I went and got an autism assessment done. I did put him on the public lists. But when I brought the autism report back to CAMS, they let me know then that they don't deal with children who are autistic. Yeah, yeah. So even though his mental health issues persist, and he has been re-referred urgently by our GP and indeed by his uh, service provider, his CDNT for autism. Um, CAMS won't take him on because he doesn't fit their criteria. Obversely, then, they tell us that our service provider, our CDNT, should meet his mental health needs, um, but they don't have any offering in that area. Uh, they have 0.8 of one psychologist for 650 children. We're with CDNT 11, and that's the number. Just, that just for the benefit of listeners, Elva, just remind again mm-hmm. what CDNT means. So it's a children's disability network team. Okay. Um, so a number of years ago, uh, children's disability services were reorganised. That's right. The stated purpose of which was to give 
continuity of care for children from 0 to 18, for that care to be multidisciplinary for complex cases where that was needed. My children are complex. Yeah. Uh, they're complex and they have complex needs. Um, and it was to be family-led. Now, the reality of that, as you're familiar with, is, you know, it's nothing of the sort. Mm. It has meant that even though Warren's report was accepted several years ago, and he now doesn't exist on any wait list, he is not receiving any services. He's a number on the list of our CDNT. He's being funded to that service provider because he's on their books, mm. but he's not receiving any support. In fact, the new progressing disabilities service model, so PDS, says that they should meet the needs of 90% of their clients with universal intervention. So I suppose to put that in context, a child may have needs in one area like physio and they can go down a route to have that need met in the community. Now, that system isn't working fantastically either. But a ch children like mine have needs in several areas. They're deemed complex. So for my children, it's in occupational te therapy, SLT, speech and language mm. therapy and psychology. And they should then be with this complex team where the team members discuss their needs and provide support bespoke to the needs of my kids. But in reality, all that has been offered is uh, generic webinars with pretty basic information, mm. um, you know, provided by people who are not trainers. This isn't their job. They're clinicians, you know. Yeah. And yeah. of course, I'd hasten to add that this is not the fault of any clinicians. It's a systemic issue. It's, yes. um, it's an issue where the HSE is trying to paper over the cracks with good news stories that aren't really that good news like we've seen in the paper indeed, today. Indeed, you know? indeed, indeed. Now, you had Oren went through CAMS and then CAMS, once they knew he was autistic, they didn't want, well, they, they don't deal. You had the similar situation, did you, with, with is it Killeen is his name? With Killeen. Yeah, I did. So I suppose Cam's perspective on this, as they have explained it to me, is that, of course, they make decisions based on clinic, you know, clinical observation, but they are also constrained by budgetary reasons. So they're saying they're not funded to support autistic kids, that their CDNT is, and their CDNT's funding has given them 0.8 of a psychologist for 650 kids. Of course, it's not just a funding issue. It's also a hiring and retention of staff issue. The turnover I've seen with their CDNT is outrageous. We've had five network managers um, in the period of time that that service has been in existence, which is, yeah, In five. a couple of years. And I don't, in about 18 months, I would say, um, so it's not that I blame those individuals, you know, it's a high stress environment. It's it to me seems complicated in structure. Um, I would suggest that there isn't always the support there they need. But for us, the end users, the reality of this means you begin to advocate for your child with a service. You begin to make those connections with the service provider and the clinicians within that. But they turn over so quickly, your child becomes lost again. Yeah. I only found out on Friday that um, the last network manager had left in me, you know, so even though I had open emails with that person. Mm -hmm. But yes, my younger son was also referred to CAM. So Killeen is seven now. He was referred at six. Um, both my children attend a mainstream school. Um, 
and he was finding that very challenging, you know, um, and it was really, really affecting his quality of life at home and at school. And it was very difficult for school to manage, even though they were hugely supportive and continue to be. So he was referred as an urgent referral by my GP in February of last year for ADHD assessment. And he had his first appointment this week. So 18 months later, I mean, in the life of a six-year-old, 18 months is a huge Eternity. amount of time, you know. It's yeah. a quarter and of their life. It is. And what, you know, what makes me sad and upset and angry is the missed opportunity that's there. And I know this from many of my friends who have children with additional needs that you can see the potential your kid has. Mm -hmm. You can see how support and intervention in a timely manner can help them have a calmer, more fulfilled quality of life. But that logical approach isn't there. You, you can know? see, Elva, when, when something works, when someone comes into their life and does something and it works and you see a little spark in the eye it says this is working and then yes it's snatched away again it is because that's heartbreaking it is heartbreaking now we are in a fortunate position that in the interim i was able to pursue private assessment for killeen um now i sought and we have sought private therapies all through the kids lives yeah, yeah. right we're you know lucky to be in that position but it's not um a straightforward process either so in cork you know, we're one of the worst affected CDNTs in the country. We have, I think, about 60% staffing levels in the CDNTs. So there's children there who are not receiving any therapy services or supports and families, you know, not to forget their siblings and parents and grandparents and everybody else who's affected. Their schoolmates are all affected by these unmet needs. So parents then are looking for private supports. And now the waiting lists in Cork are huge for private supports as well. In my, my own experience in the last number of months, it's been um, six months waiting list for occupational therapy and around the same for speech and language. So I sought um, a private assessment for Killeen in every county in Munster to no avail. And I ended up taking him to Dublin. Um, so you know, I had to have health insurance to access that appointment and luckily we did and we began a medication that has really changed the quality of life that Colleen has because you mentioned the spark in his eyes he's mm. like himself again you know it's fantastic Good. Good. he's able to participate better in school and he's even coming back to his local GA team who've been fantastic Fabulous. however at this one appointment at CAMS this week they've told me they can't accept that report they don't accept that this professional who is qualified to assess and identify and medicate this, this, for this, this crack, this crack is still it. going on. This crack is still going on. That they don't. It is, and you have to go out to the private sector, get your assessment, get it written up yeah. by perfectly well qualified people, and then you bring it back and you present it to the public sector. So, no, we don't recognise that. Yeah, That's that. and I have a friend in Dublin who was able to go this route and able to access CAM support then. But in Cork, I was told we'll get a, uh, what was it, a Cam Southley assessment. Um, so in order to do that, right, you have to do screening reports. And for those to be accurate, Colleen will need to be off his medication. So I'm now in the position where can I actually do that to him and bring his quality of life back to where it was to prove to people 
that yes, he is affected. That sounds Where cruel, you know really, the medication wouldn't work if he didn't have the That's, need. That sounds cruel. Or do I continue it? to bring him to Dublin for treatment, even though, as a seven-year-old autistic ADHD kid, that journey is really tough tough for him you know so may I I ask Elva everything you can (laughs) may I ask do do they speak I mean are they aware of their they do right yeah so my children would have low support needs verbally um, academically physically they'd have high support needs socially and emotionally okay and I think that can be difficult to explain and I suppose I'm not that keen into going into specifics about these kids who are out in our community and maybe don't want everyone knowing their private business. But just because your kid can speak doesn't mean that they don't have other issues that are Indeed. just as Indeed. difficult. So I'll say Orin in particular is a, you know, academically a super bright child, loves school, loves hurling, is actually, I would say that is a special interest at the moment. Um, but emotionally, he struggles a lot. Yes. He's a big kid. He can have a lot of meltdowns and outbursts. He's, you know, as big as I am. And that is very challenging for us at home, for his siblings and for all of our mental health, you know. Um, Equally, Colleen is just, you know, beautiful, smart, happy little dude. Um, He's really, he's had such struggles in school, which have been impactful on his on the staff of our school and on the kids there and on himself. Mm. Now, school is another, um, you know, under-resourced area. We're in a developing school um, in Cork. And because of that, they're very affected by the freezes that are in place for hiring of SET and SNA support. So our schools, like every other school, they're their resource numbers are at those of three years ago. But our school is developing, so we have maybe 300 more children this year than we would have had three years ago. But the same number of resource teachers and the same number of SNEs. So it's like the loaves and the fishes in there, you know. Everyone is doing their best, but it's hard to provide the support. So there is no aspect of the public services system that is working for children like mine, you know. Mm. Um, and you must worry, you friends. must worry terribly uh, about what the future holds for your boys. Do you? Of course, I worry. You know, um, I could see with Killeen that he was slipping out of school. You know, um, school anxiety is a very real problem for children like mine. Um, we've worked through it well with Oren and we have him in school often but for Killeen that's not possible it's like sending him somewhere he's terrified you know Um, and that is not because anybody is bullying him or her staff aren't kind it's because it's a hugely overwhelming exactly sensory environment for him Um, even instructions or expectation setting that's all very difficult obviously we his family you know, seek out support for him privately and we do stuff with him ourselves. But he would very much benefit from a multidisciplinary team, which you can source private, privately, yeah, okay. where people speak to each other and work out what's good for him. So last year, you know, when he was in senior infants, we had him on a reduced schedule for four months. We agreed that with school, even though, as we all know, they're illegal arrangements and should not be a solution for kids like this. But what were we to do? He was actually at the point of autistic burnout. 
Um, and he went to school last year into first class and we kept him out a lot as well and he couldn't go a lot, you know. So I can see that he's a bright kid who could fall out of the school system. So, of course, I worry for him. Um, if Oren, you know, continues to have such mental health difficulties, what does the future hold for him? We know that neurodivergent kids, so autistic and ADHD kids, have a much higher propensity of all mental health difficulties, anxiety, mm. depression, anorexia, self-harming, and nobody wants to think that their child could be on that route. Mm. So, you know, we'll do everything we can. We just absolutely love if there was some support for kids like ours in the public you, systems. You were, you were at the march on Saturday? I was, yeah. So, like, um, I'm not typically one who protests, talks on the radio, you know, this type of thing wouldn't be my my first port of call. I've exhausted all other avenues. I've gone through escalation processes within services. I have made complaints about process at CAMS and CDNT, all aspects of which have been upheld. None of that created any change systemically or for my own children. I've reached out to my local TDs. Um, only one of them replied to me um, and none of them were able to help or offer really any any support whatsoever. I feel lucky to have found FOSS Ireland, mm. uh, a group of people like myself, parents and families of children with additional needs who want systemic change. We're not looking to, um, we're, it's not a personal thing. It's a, it's a feedback on a process that mm. is funded. There's a lot of money going in yes. there. Yes. We're not all sure where it's going. That's right. My child is funded at a CDNT, but he's not receiving any report. I'd love to be able to ring fence that money. So yeah, I attended the march, um, the first march in Cork, and I was just, you know, struck by the personal stories of people, the dignity with which people speak and explain their case, because who wants to be doing this? Like, nobody wants to mm. be standing on Grand Parade telling everybody about your personal life in order to get the supports your kids need. So I was at the, um, the march on Saturday. I, there was a great turnout there. There were some really powerful speakers and a lot of support from Cork park people on the streets you know mm. it's certainly special to walk down Patrick Street and have your own people clapping in support you know sure, yeah. I just urge them to remember you know maybe drop an email to your local TD and ask them why mm. they weren't supporting us you know, um, when, what they're going to do when to you help. were there on Saturday um, and I've spoken to a couple of people who've been at the marches now um, mm -hmm. one of the things that goes through their minds I wonder did it go through yours is I can do this a hundred times but in the back of my mind, I fear nothing will change. Absolutely. And I would say, you know, that goes through my mind. I also think the people who are out there uh, speaking, like myself, they're the tip of the iceberg, you know. Yes. There are so many people on Saturday who weren't able to come out, who are snowed under with the situation they have yes. in their own family yes. Yes. Um, and aren't able to advocate for themselves through this absolute Byzantine system um, honestly it's as it, you know if you were a sceptical person you'd Jim, think it was purposely obtuse to prevent you, know, you from accessing help I'd also say that um, I don't believe any of this action will have any 
positive impact on my children's support in the system at all. I think, like myself, a lot of people are hoping for systemic change here. You know? yeah. Another sad part, and it makes me sad talking to people like yourself and talking to people like Karen before and the many more that I speak to on this programme, is that I was having these conversations 23 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Or 20 years ago. And not only has it not changed, a lot of it's actually gotten worse. Mm-hmm. That's 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 like, the killing part. It's absolutely killing because, you know, I suppose I was in a perfect little bubble where I wasn't aware of all of these issues until I had kids who were in the system and, that's and the needed problem. support. There's an awful lot of awareness about autism now, as an example, and that's fantastic. I love to see it sensory evenings and so on. But children can't even access these things if they don't have the supports, the medical supports that they Mm -hmm. need for their lifelong conditions, you know, and not everyone will need all of those supports. And people who are autistic have different needs across the gamut. But it drives me crazy, I have to say, that people think autism is is a kind of well-understood, well-supported disability. It isn't in Ireland, you know. We're not getting suitable support for our families to thrive. And I think everyone would expect that their baby, their toddler, their primary school kid, their teenager, their young adult should be able to be supported within our community. We've plenty of money. We have plenty of money. We have plenty of will to change things when we want to. I have to say, I was upset to read that article in the examiner this morning. Um, You know, again, if I were sceptical, I'd wonder about the timing. Great news, therapists are being restored to schools. (laughs) You know, it said within that article, no, I'll I'll hasten to add, right, I think it's absolutely the right move to put therapists Mm -hmm. back in special schools. They're not therapists. There are children in those schools who cannot access any healthcare pathway now because of going to those schools. And in fact, if kids in those schools are getting services, it should mean that there is more availability for other kids in other settings. So I completely support the initiative. However, within that article, it says they will recruit and deploy. They've previously spent 38 million on recruiting and didn't yeah. fill the open There are no post. therapists. So what do this they is think the is going to be different now? There are no therapists. There, and the therapists that are there are burning out. Yeah, yeah, There's nothing yeah. done to retain them. In our service They're providers... They're getting on planes to Australia. All of our, yeah. yeah, but even... Our clinicians are all in different contracts because they've been gathered from all these service providers put together. There is no team feeling. People expect a professional quality of life as well as personal, you know. They also say they'll redeploy. Like, where are they going to redeploy them from? From our CDNT that has about 60% staffing? How will they support that redeployment? Where will the people come from? So, you know, while of course I welcome the news, that the intention is to put therapists back in school. I don't believe it for one second that it will happen in August or September this year or next year. Elva, I'll leave it there. How are the two lads day to day, lastly? Um, we were just coming out of a very tough weekend, so today may not be the day to ask. Look, they're great kids, you know, they're very um, energetic and physical <laughs> and it takes a lot of energy to look after them. And... Um, personally i'm looking forward to school opening routine is great for them yeah. um and it'll be it'll be some stability for them you live in, the, you live in their strips team i think their slipstream don't you 
Yeah, you absolutely do. Your whole life um, is predicated on it. And you know, I have a daughter who yes. is not autistic and a lot of her life is affected by it too, you know. Yeah. We forget that too. Yeah. It's, 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 hard on this, it's hard on the siblings. Very Elva, hard. I'm gonna go. Especially when you're the good girl in the house, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, Elva. You look after yourself and your boys. Thanks and Thank very you much. for talking to me this morning. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.